Um, in fact, I was just about to ask you a question that was specifically phrased like that. Okay. Uh, in the sense of, uh, or in the expression of, that you go around feeling like you're on the way to something or that you've got business to complete or something to be done. Hmm. That you're around others that you feel obligated somehow. Yeah, yeah, I like to do to be a certain way when I feel completely a different. Uh, this is what you could call a hindrance of the feeling like something's to be done, where in fact uh, not hindered means that you have the feeling that nothing needs to be done, that everything that needed to be done has been done. The job is completed. Or another way of talking about it, which is actually the way that the Buddha also mentions it, it that you feel like that we have arrived home, that we're no, no longer on a journey, that we can set our bags down, relax, you're home now, the journey is over. So see, when you're out in public, you feel like that you're on a journey with them, that you've got things to do. So it's basically the same kind of yeah. feeling, which is a feeling of being unsettled and not at rest ready to jump yeah. or jumping. Yes. So, um, the Buddha talks about it in the sense of that someone is out on a journey and that they've got baggage, they've got, you know, maybe he's a merchant and he's got camels loaded down with all of this baggage making his way across the desert of India or something like that. And then he arrives home. So imagine the difference of the feeling of being out on the journey in danger at risk and working to get someplace versus after you arrive home, you can relax. Now this, yeah. What? Most of the time, we feel like that we've got something to do, that we're on a journey, that there's there's some place to go, something to do, some something to carry, uh, some obligation. Yeah, there, there's like a feeling that there's like this seeking energy, looking for something from other people, no matter what, you know. It's like I can see and it's almost like a validation seeking or something like it just it constantly wants something from everyone and it cannot settle or it cannot be something that doesn't want anything. You know, I, I can't be in that. I, I can um, I can see that it can never experience that like it can just. Yeah, it can just settle for okay. being here that it's always looking for something like some unfulfilled thing from a long time ago still looking to replay over and over and over you know, or something right like but then the first thing that you said was is that you're looking for others to get rid of that feeling for you that you have you feel unsettled and work to do now you're looking for help 
or blame? Or blame. Mm. No, I mean, it's like when I'm around other people, I can feel like my mind just has this, projects this something that I'm ignorant of onto the person. And then I have to try to understand it, what it is, you know, and, and I see that it's something very unwholesome or, you know, like a, like someone reminds me of a certain thing or whatever. And my mind is just like sees that in that appearance and then it starts to replay something or it starts to feel a certain way. It's usually like density in my forehead and a lot of contracted heaviness in my chest. And it makes me feel like I have to be and act a certain way, even though I, I try to really just observe that. But a lot of the time it's just like, like almost like just do what I say, kind of script, you know, it's like close off, don't say anything, be quiet. You know, it's usually like that. Like, don't don't express anything. Just walk, keep your face down. Kind of old script that I used to run. You know, because that's kind of, kind of how I think I learned how to stay, kind of avoid. Or that's my aversion tactic. Just keep your head down, and you know. Well, actually, keeping your head down and being quiet is an attribute, but you're doing it when you feel bad. Could you put your head down and be quiet and, and kind of ignore the situation and chuckle inside? Well, I'm glad I don't have to deal with these people. My job here is done. My work is finished here, and I'm going to sit here and just look down and keep my mouth shut and enjoy the show. Let them take it from here. Because you're already telling me that you're exiting stage left. That, that I'm what, sir? Exiting stage left. Exiting stage left. You know the left and the right side of the stage that when people come uh, in, they enter okay. from one side yeah. of the stage, and when they exit, they exit stage right or stage left or stage, if they jump off into the crowd, I guess that would be stage center, but normally it's left and right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you could just get off the stage and enjoy the show. You've heard, no doubt, that Shakespeare has been quoted to say that all the world's a stage and each one of us is a player. Yes. Heard that? It goes yeah. deeper than that. It gets really interesting. And that is, is that we're all feeling like that we're on stage. And guess what part we're playing? The answer is we've got a script. We've got a life script that we accumulated over many, many years, and we're reading off our script. That's what we do. And so there you are putting your head down and shut up. You said you learned to do that. You put that in your script. Yes, and I came, I came to this large place with a lot of people to unlearn that. You know, I, I live with a lot of people, and I came here because I knew I had to feel like I had to work out of that. Um, it's it's worked quite well because um, I just jumped in there and I just started to like pull myself through social interaction and get out of this kind of shell. And it has when worked quite say, well. I don't understand when you say jump right in there. You mean you're jumping right into their argument? No, like jump right into uh, 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 like usually I would shell off and be quite isolated, like loner person. And I realized that's just not really that good of a life to live, you know, 
And so I just kind of jumped in, in, in the sense of I wanted to get out of this old script that kept me in a shell, you know? So I went into a lot of social interaction very intensely, you know? That makes sense? Right. So it's kind of... Uh, yes, it does. And it also sounds like an ordinary way of trying to solve the problem. And in a way, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater? That's an old expression from the South. Okay. Okay. Um, you see, what your original intention was is to get rid of the feeling that you got in yourself feeling bad, and so you're looking down and you're being quiet and you're feeling bad, and you're saying, "Oh, well, maybe I can change the way that I'm feeling by not looking down and starting to talk, as if that would be the cure for the issue of the feeling." Yeah, yeah. Where in fact you've already heard me recommend looking down and keeping your mouth shut. And so the throwing the baby out with the bathwater basically means that you threw the baby away and kept the bathwater. We need to swap this around. Okay, because what we really need to do is to start looking at these feelings. Yeah. Okay, and work with the feelings directly. So you actually wanted to blame other people in the sense of, oh, I feel bad. Maybe they'll help me to feel better. All I have to do is to go get in an argument with them. And generally that doesn't help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. In right fact, they're probably, they're probably already in a bad mood anyway. Could be in a good mood, but you don't even think about that. You don't suss, well, what kind of mood is each person here in? Can you figure out what they're going to be doing next? How is this thing going? Start watching what people are doing, but we can do that observation happily while we're looking down and kind of looking out of the corner of our eye and keeping our mouth shut and watch the show. And I'm very watch, big on telling watch. people to watch to watch the other people, to watch their show. Ah, okay, I thought you meant watch the show as in watch what's happening inside yourself, the feelings. That's, and... part, that's part of the show. Part of the show, okay. But okay. start watching that uh, the show both on the inside and the outside, and, and you see that you were always outside-oriented in the sense of looking down and keeping your mouth shut and feeling bad or uh, outside oriented in the sense of opening your mouth and starting to talk. But the inside yeah. feelings remain the same, or if they change, they didn't change for an improvement. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like it was, I got a lot of confidence socially, like that's what I got out of it, so to say. But in words, inwardly, it's just this, it's, uh, it, inwardly, it didn't really change that much. <laughs> Even after months of very, like, like a long time of being by my, being alone by myself, and then months of very intense being around people, it didn't even change that much. It's just a lot of more confidence and understanding of behaviors and stuff. But inwardly, the way I feel, <laughs> didn't even change that much. It's still dead. <laughs> well, so, yeah. actually, that's what we're we're talking about. Now you've introduced the word confidence. 
And the real confidence comes in the confidence of feeling the way that you, you want to feel rather than the way that you used to feel or the circumstances cause you to feel a certain way. Instead, you feel the way that you want to, but you know you can. Now that's confidence. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, you can, you can downright see it directly. Yes, I would. I would more like to see. I see, like when I've been practicing over the last week, I had these very momentary glimpses of weight. So I'm, I like, I would have, I would be like, I would be walking, and I'd just be like, like I can just recognize that I'm absolutely safe, and I'm safe, and then I can be satisfied with this. Even though it, I feel so unsatisfied, I can be satisfied that this is all. Like this is there. This is what is happening. This is what is, and I just. If I just like kind of be satisfied with this little satisfaction, it starts to become a bit more quiet, you know, and I can see how much I'm unsatisfied with trying to be satisfied with, with this little satisfying feeling. And it's more and more becomes silent. Like there's not much of a, it's like, yeah, you just kind of, it's not like giving up, but it's more like a surrender feeling. I was like, this is it. Like, this is where I'm at. And I just, it's quite a bit of silence. And then I had small glimpses of feeling good. Usually when I reflect on uh, like appreciating what's around me and not taking things for granted, like truly reflecting on, wow, look at all this stuff I have and look what my parents, like what people didn't have and all the comforts and conveniences. You can, I start to feel like kind of more good about things and I'm not looking for something that sas like fulfill me so much when I could see the abundance around me in some ways, but yeah, the, the underlying unsatisfying thing is quite lingering, you know, but I know it's just the effort and the practice. And I, I was like breaking my head in, in, a, in, in a good way, like I'm not, not about it, but really the amount of effort I saw this was, um, especially like between, yeah, between this last week, I see how much effort this is. It's crazy, but it does really work. And uh, it's really cool to see sometimes that it's not that much effort. Like it starts to become a little less, like I'm doing the same thing, but it's not as much as exertion of effort. You know what I mean? Like there's not much of an exertion, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> like I'm really enjoying that part of self-talk. All right. So today we've been talking about the feeling of being unsettled or having some work to do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. how how would you be uh, how would you deal with that directly? The first thing is we have to wake up to the fact that there it is. The feeling is there. When it's there, do you know where it resides? Is it in? The, you said, in fact, you mentioned the chest already. Yeah, it's generally like tight tension in my forehead and a heavy, contracted, dense feeling in my chest. Usually. Some those two things are bouncing up and down. Knitting once brow. Let's see if I can do it. I, I've forgotten how. <laughs> <laughs> or curling your brow. curling the forehead, which doesn't work anymore. I don't ah, there it goes. I got a little of it. Okay. Uh, these are signs of confusion and other things like this. And it and when people are, are actually in Buddhism, when they talk about concentration, the kind of concentration that they start to do is the knitting of the brows and the furring of the head, which causes tension. 
Okay, so the better thing to do is when you see that stuff or when you recognize it's there through the feeling, then what are you going to do with it? I just usually just look at it. I had I usually look at it, and if I have a strong well, self, that like, would be what the Mahasi say. People would say is just to look at it. Yeah, I, and then as I have been doing this stuff, what I was doing is, so if if the heaviness or the tension is really strong, I have this self. I I say the words, but I can say it hundreds and hundreds of times, and I've just been doing that. But it's just a, it is what it is. I just keep saying, it and I yeah. I know, I know. Gee, please listen. We've got some place to go with this. Mm. Okay. And that is, is that this is all mapped out in the Anapanasati Sutra for those who can understand it. So you're experiencing the body and you're experiencing tensions in the body. One of the places we've noticed it is here and the other one is up here. Well, Step four of Anapanasati is, ta-da, relax it. Intentionally relax it. So yes, how are yes. you going to relax this tension right here? How, are you how would you do that? Like One of the things you could do is give yourself a massage. You could relax it like that. I never tried that in my whole life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Give it, a, give it a bit of uh, uh, comfort and joy. And now feel it after you rub it for a while and then feel it again and then experience it and, and recognize that you've got a really nice third eye there that you can just kind of open up and feel really good about. But it has to do with relaxing rather than tensing up. Yeah, I can even feel it now a bit. Incredibly dense. It's like, uh, it's crazy. It's like just so much density here. It's like, it's like someone's pushing their finger in straight into your head, like as hard as they can. It's so weird. Uh, and, and what? And you like it very much? Or, and you don't like it at all. Or, you don't really give a flying rip. You just know it's there. Yeah. It's been there for like a year. I've noticed it for, for about a year and a half, half now. And it's I not, I've ever done that worked. Because I wanted to get rid of it so bad, I just gave up. So, it just pops in and out. Like, okay. Well, another way of doing it is by being tender with it. Rather than wanting it to go away, you can massage it. <clears throat> you can um, uh, allow yourself to relax. You see, part of the reason why you've got this habit of tension is because you don't like it. Yeah. But not liking is also the tension in the chest. When we don't like things, when we're against them, then we actually get tense. We put up resistance. Right? And so when we want something to be here and it's not here, we, we welcome it or we try to grasp or want it to come in. But when something is going on that we don't like, there's pushing. 
we resist it. We push against it. Right? Yeah, so that yeah, pushing yeah. that you're doing, this is what I'm trying to get you to begin to look at, is, is that, that that tension is because you don't like it and you're resisting it, which makes it even more tense. Yeah, and then you go years, around yeah. looking about how tense this is. Look how tense this is. And the more I hate it, the more tense it is. Yeah. Yes. It's true. But if I it, see something, like when I see... This is the teaching of the Buddha. That in fact, uh, uh, many systems know about this, and uh, uh, I think it's in the American Indian tradition where they say that we bring to us that which we fear. Basically, we bring to us that which we're thinking about, that the mind is the forerunner, and we create our reality mentally based upon our habits from the past. In fact, if you dropped all the habits, you could actually start over again. Sometimes people do. You could really just start over again and be happy instead of unhappy. But most people can't remember to make that switch because it's not a great big decision, a one-time decision at all. It's a very small decision in this moment, time after time after time after time. Change the attitude. You can change the, the way that we think. So you've got so, tension. Oh, ah, I see something is tension. Yes, yes, I see the tension, and then it's not just uh -huh. enough. It's not it's, just enough to accept it as it is. You have to also create that wholesome th thought with it alongside ah, it. You become delighted that you can see the tension. Mm -hmm. Aha, I see you. I see you, Mara. I'm delighted with it. <laughs> uh -huh. I see you, Mara. I see this stuff. Because how are you going to deal with it unless you can see it and be happy with it? But in fact, yeah. if you see that you're tensed up and making yourself tense, then if you hate it, you'll just be more tense. If you use it as a signal, oh, oh, I feel that. Oh, that's telling me I'm all tensed up. Oh, thank you very much for the message. Ah, and we can just relax. See it as a messenger. Begin to appreciate who you are. To stop being critical with ourselves. Oh, you should not have that uh, tension in the forehead. Right? You shouldn't have that, so you should you should not like it or you should hate it. Right? But if you do it with a nurturing attitude, you can say, "Oh, never mind, poor dear. We'll just massage it away, and everything will be hunky dory." And that's a matter of attitude. Okay. Change your attitude. Okay. Now, another part of the attitude is, is that when that tension is there and pushing, pushing really hard, part of the feeling that we have is being victimized by that pushing, pushing very hard. And we become a victim to it. 
We're not in charge of it. It's in charge of us. Yeah, that's what it's I feel. That's what basically. Pardon? Yeah, that's what basically it is. It's when I was saying like the other when I'm like like walking around and I see certain forms that it's it's it does feel like I am. It, it seems to appear that these forms are external and pulling it in towards me and then it's happening and then I'm being a victim of it. But I know it's just my mind doing that, you know, and then I just have to. I'm not sure about the word. Them as. Ah, like people, like other people. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> when you see people. Yeah, yeah. Now, other people. Because you can also say yes. that the tension in the forehead is also a form a formation. Yeah, it's a formation, a dense swirling pulsating formation and you hate it and that's the formation yeah. and you're and you've been in the habit of um uh hating it for a long time and you've been in the habit of hating all kinds of other stuff and so hating things is also a form a formation yeah that's how it coped things just hate it pardon that's how i coped when i was younger i just hated things that were causing me as pain so i have this habit of seeing something i don't like and just really hating it like really separating it from me you know as much as i could and so you take your hatred and you put your head down and you shut your mouth yeah, and, I just don't. That's exactly the, what I did. And keep the hate. Yeah. That's what I did when I was a kid. <laughs> well, you learned that habit as a kid, and so you're you're continuing to do it. But when you were a kid, you probably knew you were doing it even more than you recognize now. It's come. It's such an old habit that we're not even aware that that's what we keep doing. Yeah, yeah. When I see, yeah, the, yeah. the hatred is not quite so strong enough to actually wake up to it. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of dead. So that's yeah. And so that's what I'm inviting you to do is to wake up to these feelings, but not in the way of hating them and wanting to get rid of them, because that's what you're already doing with the tension up here. You're hating it and wanting to get rid of it. Yes, yes. And it's the hating and wanting to get rid of it that we also want to look at and recognize that you don't have to have that attitude. You can cultivate liking who you are. Yeah. As you are. You're okay already. just hard on ourselves you've gotten ourselves up to scratch but we won't leave it there we keep telling ourselves no you're not up to scratch yet get better so we get better and then we keep telling ourselves you're still not up to scratch yet get better there <laughs> are areas of mathematics that you do not understand yet get that book out 
thing or order a brudish. <laughs> yeah, like meditation that I haven't gotten some thing I read that people are talking about. I'm not good. Like I'm not. Yeah, something like that. Ah, uh, that's a very common habit for people who read books is that they get into competition with the examples and the people in the books. Mm, Compare themselves. Yeah. It's just happening in the back. It's just, it's like almost just happening. Like, you know, it's just from, from a lack of awareness. It's, it's almost like a background program that's just happening, like the comparison and competition stuff. And when you don't mm -hmm. see it, it builds up and builds up into habits. So this is what we do now is we practice looking at that stuff and begin to see it clearly while it's in process so that we can begin to change it. But in fact, if you keep changing that stuff every time you catch it, you'll begin to get gain the confidence that you can change it. But we have to practice changing that stuff. Yeah, that, that I've noticed I had little windows in the last week where I, I realized I can change that and it was a really nice feeling, like a really trust trusting myself feeling kind of thing. You know. The, yeah. So you can change because you know you can change, because you've watched yourself change because you practiced changing when even didn't believe that you could change, but you did, you started watching that you can change it anyway. Yeah. Pretty soon you know that you can do it because you can get good at making changes. Mm. But so many people want to get the problems over with so that they have no more trouble coming their way without having to develop the skills. An example of that would be things that are too heavy. That I don't like picking up things that are too heavy. But if I go to the gym and work out, then I've got more strength. And then those things that I used to hate to pick up, now I can pick them up easy. <laughs> so yes. this is a matter of getting the skills going. The skill to be be able to see those feelings and see our uh, the things that we have, the words that we're using, and make a change to it. To change those unwholesome thoughts to wholesome thoughts. To change the feelings by playing with them. To play with those sensations in the body. But if you, people who give themselves headaches almost always have the headaches because they've got some tension in the neck which means that the muscles in the, in the neck are so tight that the blood cannot flow back down, but it sure gets pumped up through an artery. Okay, and so what we need to do then is relax the neck, roll it around, and the headache go away. Especially if you just think, well, this is not much of a headache anyway. But if you say, oh, my head hurts and I hate it and I hate it, then you're making it worse creating more tension. Yeah. So the art of uh, relaxation is also the same art as just don't worry, don't don't care. It's okay. No problem. Yeah, I've got face tension. Yeah, I've got a headache. So
Oops, where would he go? Oh, I slept already. Yeah, I think most of the most of the craving I have is to feel more of anything, you know, because I I have I had over the years created a habit where I numbed my emotional experience down quite a bit, you know, and it's like a very flat. It's it's always either even with negativity, it's even still flat. It's a weird kind of thing to describe, but it's always like a, it's always on this. It's not linear at all. It's not it doesn't change almost. Well, of course, okay. it's changing, but it, the way I experience it is as if it, nothing changes. And then it's the craving to feel more, but then it's just craving to feel good, isn't it? But even yeah, so it's just craving, craving, craving. But I, I wonder, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's, I, I guess the emotions just. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just craving, isn't it? <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, maybe they would come if, if I recognized. Well, one of the things that you're not talking yet about is, is the fact that you're just trying to suppress the negative feelings without actually doing anything about the positive feelings. Yeah. That you can actually change it upside down, okay? You understand, for instance, that magnets have poles and they attract and repel depending upon which way they, they have, but that magnetic force is still there in the magnet. You yeah. can't cut a magnet in half. Okay, so when you're trying to suppress the bad feelings, you're just suppressing all feelings. Yeah. yeah the other yeah, yeah. thing to do is to take those negative feelings and turn them upside down to get your polarity straightened out. Take the negative feelings and turn them upside down. And turn it around, yes. Turn your negative positions upside down. Okay, I hate this. Into, aha, I see you. Welcome it. Welcome okay. the things that you resist. And, res and uh, resist the things that you welcome. And start to play with this as a game so that you can learn what we're talking about here, that you can change. You don't have to suppress the negative feelings. You can change them from negative to positive. That you can feel good. You know how to feel. And just suppressing negative feelings still leaves you with a great sense of longing. Incompleteness. Because you haven't learned to control your feelings yet. Yeah. And how do you do that? Is by using, by remembering to look at the negative thoughts and then turn them upside down by gladdening the mind. Like an example would, wow, I'm glad I don't have to think about that anymore. Whatever it is, an argument that we had or an email to write or uh, problems to solve in any way. And then we say, wow, I don't have to do that right now. Yeah. 
I could just sit here and watch this wonderful face tension that I carry right here. Let me give it a nod. Oh, that feels so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just be inviting and welcoming. welcoming. But when you say the, uh, the polarity thing, you say, when you say resist the, the positive things, are you saying, are you saying thing like, no, craving. I'm saying that when you get yourself into a state of not liking, see that and turn it around. Okay. Never mind all the analogies that I've used. Just recognize that you can change the way that you, um, your attitude and your feelings about things. And the way to start easy is to start by recognizing that you're safe. And so you can convince yourself that right now it's not dangerous. Right now yeah, yeah. I can take a deep breath and relax because it's not dangerous. Yeah. And I can recognize that I am comfortable and I can get the self, get the body comfortable, even if that means to give a massage. It's okay to get the body comfortable. And once the body is comfortable and we feel safe and secure, now we can start working directly on and everything is okay. Everything is fine. Yeah. Which is that satisfaction. No problems, no worries, nothing needs to be done. The job that needed to be done has been done. And what job is that? to come out of the hindrances and come out of the unwholesome thoughts, come out of the unwholesome feelings and feel safe and secure and comfortable and satisfied. We practice that. It takes practice. practice. Yeah, even even just one week has been great. Like, it's crazy. But, yeah. Okay, so continue this practice. Recognize any tensions that you have in the body and bring the body back to a state of comfort and nourish the body. It's okay for you to feel relaxed. And you know, in terms of sitting meditation or just going to sit, um, since I've been doing this, I stopped the, uh, the body scanning that I learned and I've just basically been this is where I'm a bit confused because let's say I would I've been doing this endlessly through the day basically every time I could remember to do it, I'd do it throughout the day but when I go to sit for example that I'm still doing it but I'm not sure what sometimes I'm not exactly sure I'm usually just watching the breath go in and out you know and I'm it, when negativity things happen and I, I, I go back when into you the say watch when you say watch the breath that's a key word for me the way to state it and the way to practice is with sati you mindfully breathe in long and you mindfully breathe out long this is not a watching game this is a control issue We don't just watch the tension in the forehead, we control it in whatever way that we delight. But with the breathing, we mindfully begin to control the breathing. 
Breathing in long, breathing out long. And are you still are you still talking while you're like are you still uh, noticing like this feels so good if like you know are you still doing these these those would be the kinds of things that you could say while you're watching your breathing. Wow, this is a good breath. Wow, I really enjoy this one. Okay. okay. <sighs> feels cool. Feels really nice to breathe in. Feels and good to relax. And you can think of it. You can talk to yourself about it. Wow, it's really beautiful right here. What a nice temperature it is. I can feel this. The, the breeze and the air or Goenka talks about the touch of the cloth, but he doesn't talk about actually getting a kick out of that. Enjoying it, being in the moment and being alive. Really enjoy being alive. I mean, most people will have to admit, especially after I put it to them, with the right kind of question. That being alive is the only thing that is important. Nothing else is important. If you're dead, then nothing matters. So if you're alive, then that's the only thing that is important. And yet we're not ever paying any attention to that. We're paying attention to this, that, and the other thing instead of paying attention to being alive. Well, how do you know that you're alive? You know you're alive because of the senses. The sense organs is our is the connection to the the world, the universe. It's through the body, and the body has these senses. They have the, the touch, the proprioceptive. We have sight, hearing, and we can feel that air as it comes in. But we don't spend our time in our senses. We spend our time in our thinking and thoughts. We live our lives in the past and in the future, and we don't appreciate how wonderful things are right here, right now. And so we can begin to do that, begin to appreciate being, instead of being on stage reading a script, you can just enjoy the show inside and out, but just watch. But we have to watch it with control. You have to learn to control the way that you feel. Otherwise, you're just going to go around feeling bad. We have to learn to yeah. control our breathing. Otherwise, we're going to continue to breathe shallowly, especially when we're afraid. And so on a regular basis, remember to take a deep breath. That keeps the mind refreshed, gives oxygen, cleans the lungs. So there's physiological good value and mindfully breathing in long and breathing out long makes us feel better, takes away the tiredness sometimes. This is all part of the Buddhist practice. Get yourself into a really good, positive state that we call sukha, where you feel satisfied because you actually enjoy this breath. This is a really nice one. I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs> Make the next one a double. <laughs> yes. So we begin to play with it. Play with the body. 
don't have okay. to do any body scanning all morbid or anything. We can just really pay attention to the body. Pay attention to the hands. Pay attention to the sensory input. And we can do that with the eyes, too. If we don't have the eyes closed, if we have the eyes closed, never mind. If we're not listening, never mind. When we're sitting with the eyes closed and not listening and very silent, then the basic in, uh, uh, input is going to be through the body. So we pay attention to the body and how good it feels just to sit here. But when the eyes are open, then you, you can add that. Wow, what a marvelous uh, multi-array colors of green. Got all green. Greens and browns, natural colors. The sky is blue, open sky. The weather is nice and we can experience all of that stuff. As if you lived in a paradise, because guess what? You do. So we begin to appreciate the paradise that we're in by paying attention to it with our senses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was been doing that, a lot of time actually, it feels like Sometimes it feels like there's this feeling like like I'm really forcing it or something like you know like the the appreciation of things that okay I really am it seems like it's like some nothing is happening but like maybe this is just the, it's a the, maybe this is, that nothing is happening <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess I just don't pull, push the ball far enough for, down the hill for it to become big for the avalanche. You don't need an avalanche. No, I don't, you, don't pull the snowball far. You don't far. even need a snowball. All you need is just a snowflake. Snowflake. And pay okay. attention to what beautiful that is in the snowflake. You don't need a snowball. You don't need an avalanche. Okay. Little dabble, do you? Be satisfied right, with right. very little. Learn to be satisfied. If wow, you're I don't know if I satisfied, can... the satisfaction will grow. If your satisfaction is not good enough, then it's not satisfaction at all, now is it? It's wanting something that we don't have instead of, oh, I don't need anything right now. I'm good. Yeah, actually, I've been avoiding this. I, I have been avoiding the satisfaction self-talk a bit because it's so, it, it's so alien. I don't even know what that means, you know? <laughs> I don't know what satisfaction, even when I'm full and I eat food to my stomach is bulging out, it's still unsatisfied, you know? Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess it's just, just the satisfaction. What, what am I doing? Like, it's just, okay, I pre, like, this is nice. This is good. This is enough. This is it enough. Is, basically, it is learned behavior. More is better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this the whole enough. teaching of the Buddha is upside down. 
Everything is on its head. We are not trying to gain anything. We're trying to drop. Yes. Okay. And we need to learn to control that so that we can set it down. And this is why the Buddha's uh, teaching is called via negative. Everything is negative. Westerners see everything as a positive gain, so they want jhanas and they want stream entry and they want rebirth and reincarnation and they want magical powers and they want to be finished with it all and just greed, 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 greed. I want this, that, and the other thing instead of being satisfied the way the Buddha teaches with what's happening right now, even if there's a bunch of nothing or even very, very little nothing is going on, that's okay. No jobs to do. If you want stuff, you've got work to do. You feel unsettled. If you want stuff to do, can you, can you repeat the last part you just said? If you want stuff to do? Yeah, if you want stuff to do, then you're unsettled. So, just allow everything has already been done. There's nothing to do. Paradise is already here. It does not need to be improved or fixed. Everything's okay. Just the way it is. <laughs> okay. Everything is okay as everything is as it is, and that's how it is. Because, and then wanting to change it, and you can accept that or you can reject it. Most people may hear that in Buddhism and they say it, but they still reject it, they're still pushing on it. Yeah, like this is not profound enough. This is not, this is not, it's not good enough, right? Uh huh. This is not profound enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's good enough. Who knows how profound things can be versus why is it just profound enough? Just a little bit. Just a little bit profound. Yeah. But there's nothing to do. Everything's already a paradise. I seriously need to uh, to take a walk. The... Go see how beautiful the world is. Go check it out for yourself. Everything's already okay. The world is just filled with very unhappy people by the billions, seven and counting. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have to remain unhappy that you can in fact see that everything is all right that need to be fixed yeah do you ever like do you feel like things have to change or do you feel like you have to do something about people's on on, on the unhappiness happening in the world no well, everything's feel- just a, a, let's put it this way okay we've got a young puppy 
She's going on about eight weeks, and it's about time to start potty training her. But we've got some special issues with special dogs that keep her from being able to go down the stairs outside. And so we got a little issue. Okay, so she poops on the floor. And when I see the poop on the floor, oh, no problem at all. That's just natural. Everything is wonderful. Here, let me get some tissue, and I'll wipe it up and throw it out. I'll even show it to the puppy. Wait, was, uh, is, is that it? I don't know. I don't get what you just Pardon? Wait, I, I'm not sure if that was. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, how many people will really hate that they have to clean up a pile of dog shit on the floor time after time after time, three times more a day? There that dog is again, crapping on the floor. Which is so a you normal can't... attitude for people. You can't really change this, is what you're saying? Well, the puppy's still in training. And so I nurture the puppy. Yeah, yeah. And I clean the floor happily. Because the other people in the house, when they clean the floor, they do it because they have to, because the floor is dirty. I clean it because I'm happy to do that. Ah, uh, I see. You don't have to because you want to because you're happy to do. No, I can just leave that pile of crap right there on the floor because I know somebody else will clean it up, but I'll have to listen to them grumble when they do. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So you can start treating the whole world like the like that. But yeah, so what? There's a dog poop on the floor. That's all right. It's just part of nature. You want the dog to start, stop doing it? In fact, I've, I've got an old joke. This is not a joke. This actually happened. My uncle, who was in the farming business and all of that, he had a, a little piglet that had been born. And this pig got fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter, just going like that and was also quite ill. And so he took it to the vet and the inspected this and it says, you know something, this this pig doesn't have an asshole. Let's make him one. And all he had to do was just start to touch that port that uh, that razor uh, sharp scalpel. He just touched it and boom and there was pig shit all over that place, including both my uncle and the vet. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> So it's like a cartoon story, like the episode in yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, well, it's my, it's when he was alive, <laughs> that was his favorite story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when you, when you want to poke holes uh, in somebody's ass, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Mm. Or else, yeah. I see. Okay, okay. So um, now that you're getting to the point of understanding that life can become a game, and whatever that you've got to do is a toy, and you can choose to play with it right now or not. Okay, so it's just my attitude, my experience of what's happening. 
that determines. Well, no, it's you, it's you following the rules. You were told how to feel. Yeah. In fact, as a little kid, you learned how to feel by watching the adults around you feel the way that they felt when they had to go to work. And so you yeah. learned to hate a job by example. Little human or monkey do, monkey see, monkey do, right? So the little kids, they see what parents do, how they feel, and they act accordingly. Go along to get along, and we feel the way that we're supposed to feel. Yeah. And you can actually have fun at doing whatever you're doing. You don't have to hate it because it's a job. We, in fact, look at the words that we have. We could call it employment, but we don't. We use words like work and job. <laughs> Hard work. Hard work, tough labor, job. labor, labor, <laughs> right? Hard labor, right? Exactly. Hard labor. Yeah, yeah. Play, so play, say, play. To do it hard, as if there's more power in it. But now we're beginning to understand the power is not in in the power itself, the power is in the control. And the Buddha's path is all about learning to control the way you think, the way you breathe, the tensions in your body, to relax, and to have sukha instead of dukkha. And this worth practicing. Every time you remember to look at where you're feeling, look at the tensions, and say, ah, I see that. Did you hear that banging? That's Lucky putting her ear in the fan. <laughs> is, that the puppy, is that the puppy's uh, name, Lucky? No. The little puppy is is uh, panda. panda. No, Lucky's se seven years old now. Mm. So I've Lucky on one side and panda on the other. Just another paradise. Okay, just in paradise. Okay. <laughs> and these talks are so helpful, man. All right, well, we'll finish this one. Yeah. And, and okay. that you recognize that you, you, you can do the Vipassana technique by understanding your body from the perspective of relaxing it. Yeah, I feel like I really want to understand what you're saying in Anapanasari. Like, I really want to understand this and practice it. Because it works really well so far. It just works quite well. So. Okay. Well, we'll see you later then. All right. Go have see fun. you soon. You're in paradise. All right. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the playground. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Cool. Cool. Thank you, okay. Dalarada. Really appreciate okay, it. Bye bye. Bye.